This is Jeremy Dyer welcoming you to another edition of The Quocast, a status quo fancast. And today I am joined by people involved in the band Status 2 from Sweden. Thank you very much for joining us today, Lisbeth and Hansi. Tell me, how did you first get into Status Quo? I got my first record uh, from my older sister. She is uh, eight and a half years older than I. She was moving away from home and I got her records. Among those records was Pine Driver. And there was. You, you can't just leave it by that. I, I love Status from that moment. And that was as late as 84, 84, 82, 83, 84 or something. Towards the end of the band's first period, yes. Yes. So my my first concert was the end of the road. So I thought that was the first one and the last one, but it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, for me it started the same period in 1984. I got a friend in high school and we started up a band together. And he loved status quo. I thought it was sounded very good and nice to play, and and it was this concert end of the road in Gothenburg, 1984. You're in this band Status Two, which has been going, as you say, since 1984, as your uh, Facebook page proudly exhibits. That's right. Um, you you got the chance to record um, an original song in in '86, didn't you? Yes, we won a, a rock and roll competition, and the first prize was to record the record i i mean i i'm not sure about the uh, you know i'm not that familiar with the the record industry in sweden was it successful <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> we still have a lot of uh, singles left <laughs> do you want one <laughs> they are more popular now in, nowadays than in those days through the re-emergence of vinyl i i should imagine now to introduce the band who else is in the band with you now Stubra. He's the lead guitar, the Rossi, and Pelle is the drummer, Coughlin. I am the bass player. Before the lockdown, um, were you playing many gigs? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 the main reason for that is that uh, we've had kids, all of us. We have had this as a hobby just because of the fun of it. We have been um, playing together. For so many years, we've, been, we've met at least every fortnight, just played, having fun, uh, discussing music, meeting each other. So yeah. now we just decided to give it a little bit of more place in our lives because the kids can take care of themselves. And as in our case, the kids are taking care of the whole band. <laughs> Yes, yes, because you you said earlier that your daughter was the the manager. Has it become pretty much a family affair for all of you? For us it is, because uh, my daughter and my son are helping us with the home page and uh, the Facebook page and everything. And uh, I play the bass and and the kid's father plays the drums. So it's a family affair, yes. Yes, and of course, you know, in order for the um, the bass and drums to work, you really do need the chemistry. So I suppose that works there as well. Yes, it's very very good chemistry. <laughs> we've been told that we we are very very uh, 
tight. Yeah, which which is important for for a quo band to get that the those rhythms. Um, how do you compile a set list? Because obviously, since since you started in in 1984, there's been lots of um, classic quo hits that have come since then. How do you yeah. compile a set list? That's my work to do set list, but uh, yes. we all think that uh, Quo was the best and most fab fabulous group in the 70s. So lots of songs is from that period. Yes, that's quite a popular period, isn't it, for um, for Quo bands to kind of cover that. It's the greatest hits, the Caroline, whatever you want, rocking all over Things like that. Have you tried anything that hasn't worked? There are lots of uh, songs that are difficult to play because uh, status quo are great musicians, especially after the restart when they changed their musicians. It has become a lot more difficult because I, I find uh, Ryan Edwards <laughs> being a much better bass player. Uh, not better in how oh, how should i explain that he's a fast he's he's a yes more technical and he's faster and i can't do that because i am i am copying uh, alan lancaster most um quo bands prefer it kind of that slower tempo because it it sounds heavier to them yes you feel the great groove you can't sit that's yes you just have to jump and clap your hands to the music that's why we love the the core sound and the rhythm. Yeah. Now, obviously, you, you mentioned earlier that you made that record back in the 80s, and it's become popular now. You say you've still got copies. Do you play any original stuff in your set? Uh, we have decided that we have to, to uh, use those two songs, Can't Decide and Take Me, uh, from the single. Now, when they're so popular... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> they seem to be very popular, even in Mexico. <laughs> because of the new technique with YouTube and oh, all the internet, it wasn't in our dreams that in the 80s, so we couldn't uh, reach such a large audience or fans. No, it, it really is amazing, and I would imagine that's given you bookings all over the world. Nope. Not bookings, but <laughs> <laughs> one and another fan. <laughs> <laughs> but we ha we are having a great time that's um that's the whole of it uh we're still working we have our ordinary works every everybody so uh we'll keep on doing this as a hobby and as long as it fits in there it's enough it will have to be fun. Yes. Which is the main thing, is, is that fun element. I mean, your country, the country where you are, has got a massive Quo fan base, hasn't yes. it? That's right. Yes, I think so. Outside of of the band, do you have any particular Quo tracks that you love to listen to? last thing to get in my head was uh, the album Heavy Traffic, and I love that song, Heavy Traffic. And uh, Two Way Traffic... It's also a good song. Something of a return to form, that album. Um, there's some decent tracks on there. It sort of tails off at the end, I felt. 
it kind of starts with the strongest. I find that with, with modern Quo albums, it starts with the strongest tracks and it kind of tails off towards the end. There are some good moments in there, but uh, it's not all solid gold, to coin a phrase, yeah. Well, that's right. I think so too. You, you can often, at the first listen, you can listening through the album, you can find one or two songs that are really great uh, at the first listening. Uh, and then you had to listen through the album a couple of uh, uh, times more than you find one, two, yes. three songs. I do find that is, is the case. Have you both seen Quo Live yourself since the end of the road tour? Yes. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. We saw the end of the electric <laughs> in London U2 Arena in um, 2015 or I don't remember. No, 16. <laughs> this was just before Parfit went away. It passed by. It was the okay. biggest tragedy for us. Parfit. That still gets me now. Playing the band anymore. It was a very sad thing. What, what do you think it was about his playing that kind of touched people? It's very tight and it goes on like a machine, but it's uh, all together with the band. It's one unit, you can say, when they come together. Especially his voice is very personal. You will always hear it's Rick who sings. And when he, he doesn't do it anymore, it's some of the songs. Uh, Rain, it's one of my favorites. And, and not Rick is singing that anymore. It's not the same. No, it isn't. It, you feel like they're filling a gap that perhaps can't be filled. I mean, I, I do have an appreciation for Richie singing mystery song, but you can, you can say it, it isn't the same. No, it isn't. The new guy, he can play the guitar just like Rick. It's not so different, but just the song, it's, you hear it uh, immediately. It's not Rick anymore. When a band has played for, for so long, you know, you get used to um, certain performers. And of course, he really was tight in there, as you say. I mean, the record that jumps to mind is Rockus Rolling. Uh, his performance on that, in fact, anything off, off of that particular album, although not... Um, in its original incarnation, the production isn't isn't that thick sound that we're used to, but the playing on it is sublime. Everything from Hold You Back to uh, Rockers Rolling, to all those tracks where it can't give you more, um, all those sort of 12-bar um, rhythms that he was so good at. I think it's a, it's a uh, Rockin' All Over the World uh, album was recorded uh, not far from here in Sweden. In Sweden. It, Gothenburg, a bit, could be, two miles north of where north. I live right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not long, long ago, and long, far, far from here. But that sound, oh, it, it makes me sad. It's make me, it makes me very sad because I know that studio was very good. It was a very good stage studio. And, uh, uh, for instance, ABBA, was recording there too, and uh, yes, many big artists were uh, was very new and yes, top it was, of the line. It was a very good studio, and still they didn't get better sound than that. <laughs> it's amazing. As I was told the sound should uh, be good to play in the car stereo, mm? car radio in US. They should sell the album there. It was the meaning. <laughs> 
but it didn't work out. No, it was supposed to sound great on transistor radios or something. But, you know, thankfully now we have the, um, the remixed edition from, from uh, John Eden. So, you know, it's sort of writing a wrong, but I get what you mean. E- even the original sound isn't quite what it was before. No, the, the um, uh, remix is a bit better, but it's not the whole way through. Uh, so I, <laughs> I I like um, High Driver, <laughs> and uh, it's a bit, a far bit from that. It, it is nice. There's some beautiful compositions on there. Now, just before we wrap up here, we'll go back to um, Status Two. Um, obviously, once things have calmed down a little bit out there in the world, what are your kind of plans for the future? Well, I think I, th- I suppose we're going to to try to find some gigs. Yes, come out and play. We had four gigs booked before this Corona that closed down and we couldn't play anymore for people for the audience. We hope we can gig in uh, late October. We hope we can do that. Start it up again. I hope you can as well. And and obviously, have you been rehearsing recently or have you not been able to do that yet? We've been rehearsing, yes. I need to tell the listeners here, I'm talking to these people over Zoom and Hansi, the guitars behind you, could you just talk us through those? I'm interested. And I think the listeners would be interested as well. Are those like replica, replica quo guitars behind you? Yes, of course. <laughs> Could I give you a better look? Yeah, those. That's really my, that's really nice. Yes, it's my Eric Parfit, the white one. The other is the Rossi one, and. Um, Parfit, he'd, um, what do you call it? Uh, You've got a facelift on it, is that right? A facelift, yes. yes there we are, right. that's what it's called, yes. Yeah, I wonder, because it's, you've got a Union Jack guitar there, which I assume is a is a facelift. No, no? it's the It's a Newell Galley from the Oasis. Ah, oh, it's a, oh, that's, that's good, yes. That's cool. It's a Epiphone. Mm-hmm. It's the cheap Gibson. <laughs> yeah, the that's A45. That's really cool. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, I love England and London. I'm fond of English sports car. I drive a Jaguar and an MG. So, oh, very nice. <laughs> like England a lot. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean the. The connection, I mean, um, over the weekend uh, when we were recording this, uh, obviously they've been replaying in England clips from previous Glastonbury's. And, of course, Oasis um, was featured quite heavily. And one thing I noticed from watching that set, uh, if any of the listeners are familiar with them, I'm sure they are, um, is it's very quote-like in places, isn't it? Oasis, I don't know. Yes. Oh, maybe. They're more like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. They said they should be yeah. bigger than Beatles and then better than Beatles. It, it is like that, isn't it? Yeah, they, they always tried to be <laughs> the Beatles. Um, <laughs> yeah, Th- thank you for um, thank you for talking us through your through your guitars there. And it uh, probably meant nothing to the listeners, but I just felt it was interesting. I love guitars. 
That's one thing I'm, I'm noticing about tribute bands is that they do have sort of more than one guitar and they're really passionate about it. I mean, what, what amps are you guys using? <laughs> I use the Marshall 50 watts mm -hmm. XL. I, nice. The core use the, <laughs> the Marshall. I'm one of those that is not especially interested in, uh, in uh, the technical side of it. Uh, mm -hmm. I bought one bass, a Fender, what's it called? Uh, a Fender... Precision bass. <laughs> Fender, Precision. Fender Precision Light from yes. uh, Hansi. When we started uh, this band, when I uh, changed from keyboards to bass, and I bought his bass, and I have had that until two years ago. And then I went to, to Denmark Street in London and uh, found a headless bass. Uh, one of those that uh, Rhino uses. And uh, I have a lot of problems with my uh, the back of my neck and my back of my back. Mm -hmm. I've been a tram driver for 25 years. So it's uh, work related. Uh, and uh, those headless bases are very light. They don't weigh, they, they they're no weight. Uh, so I, I love it. But I had to go to London to find one. I know a lot of quite bands are using those headless bases now, obviously, because Rhino's using them. And like you say, it has another use for you. It helps you. And obviously, can you move around too much during a performance or do you have to stay quite static? I have to stay still. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it hurts. And we don't uh, used to play on the big no. arena. <laughs> small, small places. So we, we, can't, we can't move. <laughs> move so much. <laughs> like small pub and theatre stages, I would imagine, where you can't move around too much and it's very much in a circle. Yes. 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 Yeah, but before I let you go, which which song do you think is like your favorite to play live? For me, it's Hold You Back. Well, if, mm -hmm. I love it. One of my favorites is Rain and Something About You, Baby. I like mm -hmm. even Backwater. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, Backwater is is extremely fun to play because there's all these different layers and all these different uh, little twiddly bits, as you'd say. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it happens mm -hmm. things <laughs> during the song. Yes. Well, I do recommend people go and check out um, Status 2 on, on Facebook. You have a Facebook page. Um, do you have a website as well? Yes, on the YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right, yes. Um, you can find us now single. <laughs> the little record. <laughs> the one that's gone viral across Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's the magic of the internet, and I do recommend going to check those out. Thank you to you both for appearing on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs>